everybody thank you for tuning in to the ladies promoting transparent advocacy podcast i am your podcast host shape pate you know instead of this being wonderful women wednesday i said i wanted to stick with the asian theme and i am going to make this winter winter wednesday and the reason why i want to focus on someone who is going to be in the winter olympics And he's representing the United States, but he's of Asian descent. And I wanted to keep my um my my whole week based on that just to celebrate the culture. Although Monday um was my mission, motivated Monday, the mission was to have people uh, think very seriously about at least wearing masks with the uh, Omicron um, variant. So um, we're going to stick with Asian this week. And the zero tolerance that China is having with 80% of their population being vaccinated for the Omicron vir- uh, variant as well as COVID-19 virus. And I want to talk about a young man named Nathan Wee Chen. He's an American figure skater, and he is a three-time world champion. He won in 2018, 2019, and 2021, and he's a 2018 Olympic bronze medalist in the team event, the 2017 Four Continents champion, a three-time Grand Prix final champion. He won that in 2017, 2018, and 2019, and a five-time U.S. national champion from 2017 through 2021. So he is definitely worthy of being celebrated. I had watched him and I know that he will be performing in 2022 in the Winter Olympics. So we're gonna call this, instead of our usual Wonderful Women Wednesday, we are gonna call this Winter Winner Wednesday and hope we can throw some positive and good luck to Nathan Chen in the Olympics. So let's just talk about him a little bit. I actually, um, I found a lot of articles on him, but the New York, the news, the Yale News, um, they have a website and they actually did a really good article on him calling it Keeping Balance. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, they talk about the fact that, and I'm actually going to use that picture for it, is Keeping Balance, Yale's Nathan Chen and the Pursuit of Olympic Gold. Um, someone named Andrea Thompson Pede wrote up this in the Yale News on October 25th, 2021. And so I actually love the article, so I'm just going to kind of read it to you. And um, it gives you the perspective of this young man being a student and then of all schools, a very prestigious Ivy League school, Yale. So I just want to give you a little background on what this article talks about. I thought it was really um, informative. And it says how Chen grew up in Salt Lake City and began skating at age three. As the youngest of five siblings, Chen sampled the activities his older brothers and sisters pursued. Piano, he still plays, hockey, gymnastics, ballet, but figure skating stuck. And from an early age, the Olympics were already part of the ear he breathed. The city had hosted the 20, oh, 2002 
winter games, and facilities for training were easily accessible and affordable. As the skills grew, now that's pretty cool. He up in the, when the Olympics was obviously in Salt Lake, he took advantage of the training. That was very smart. And, and people listening that are athletes in the future, think about something like that if the Olympics comes to your city. Anyway, I want to finish reading the article. Um, as his skills grew, he began to look beyond his hometown for a different kind of inspiration. Michelle Kwan, I love her, and Krista Yamaguchi, I love her too, trailblazing Asian-American figure skaters widened his perception of who could succeed on the ice. Wow. He's quoted as saying, growing up in Salt Lake City, where most of my classmates and fellow athletes were predominantly white, you don't see that reflection of yourself as easily. Okay, that's him quoting. And then Chen, whose parents immigrated from China, says, quote, I see myself in these athletes and I see how capable they are and how talented they are. If they can do it, hopefully I can do the same thing too. Being able to see a face like yours helps a lot as an athlete. Now, that's very, very true. You know, like I said, I wanted this week to focus on the Asian Americans and specifically focusing on China. And he is of Chinese descent. And um, I, I just wanted to really spotlight this young man. I want to go on and finish reading this article because it's very informative and I normally don't read a whole article. I usually just quote it and source it, but I am quoting and sourcing it. But this is very interesting so you can get to know him. I mean, when you're talking about somebody and you're talking to them from the uh, regular as your age, young man, college student, you know, environment, even though it's prestigiously Yale, it's still an environment where you're talking to him as a young person and they're responding to you educationally, but as a young person, I, I really liked this article. Um, anyway, he goes. Um, anyway, the article goes on to say, by the time he was sixteen, he was competing at the national championships, where he was the first American man to land two quadruple jumps in his short program and four in his free skate. But during the exhibit, excuse me, exhibition skate. That followed the competition, he injured his hip and required surgery. The forced break from skating served as a kind of early warning to Chin. His athletic career wouldn't last forever. Quoted as saying, I was still determined to keep skating. I wasn't in a position where I was ready to retire, he remembers. And then he quotes, but I knew that this transition to school had to happen at some point. And the earlier it did, the easier it would be for me as I transitioned out of skating. Hmm. After the rehabilitating at the U.S. Olympic Paralympic Training Center in Colorado, Chen returned to the ice more powerful than before, but also with a excuse me with a resolve to stay on track for college. A model student comes to Yale. In the fall of 2018, he arrived at Yale full of excitement and trepidation. In other words, a typical freshman. See, that's why I wanted to read this article, because that's how I read it. And I like when, you know, it's really overwhelming sometimes for a young person, especially when they're athlete and they're doing great. So the expectation is great, which is more of a, um, I'm sorry, y'all. 
I like that this article was talking to him as a college freshman, and, and that's why I wanted to read it. Um, anyway, in the fall of 2018, he arrived at Yale full of excitement and trepidation, in other words, a typical freshman, and immediately found a supportive community ready to help him figure out the balance of training and study. Quote, anything you need, he remembered athletic director Vicky Chung telling him, quote, we can help you. Quote, he, excuse me, end quote. He also received much needed support from Wayne Dean, the longtime Yale athletics administrator who died in 2020, just months after retiring as deputy, deputy athletic director. Oh, condolences to his family. Without those two people, honestly, it would have been so challenging for me to get anywhere, Chen says. Wow, I love this article. Um, Nathan Chen, 24, has skated in arenas around the world. Um, you know, I just really wanted to kind of let you guys hear about this young man. And I wanted you to hear about him as a um, college student um, more than just an athlete, because I like to show intellect of athletes, not just the sports part. And um, Vicky Chung describes Chen as, quote, a model Yale student who also competes at the highest Olympic level. I love that he can be a student at Yale versus being an Olympian, a medalist, she said. See, that's what I'm talking about. And that's what I was just saying. That's why I really like this article. And she goes on to quote, he gets to be himself. He chose to come to Yale and we wanted it to be the best experience for him. That's what I want for all the student athletes. And that's why I like this article because I really read it. I read it this way. I read it just as a person reading about him. And I think that they did the article for his age, for him to just be normal. And, um, you know, they really did a good job. And and I'm not done with it. You know, they say his coach is Raphael. Mm, Y'all know when I can't pronounce names. His coach's name is Raphael. I can't pronounce his last name, but you know I'm going to spell it. It's spelled A-R-U. T-Y-U-N-Y-A-N. That's the only thing about reading and journalists and anything. You know, a lot of times I spell it out, but some things now are not what what they look like, and I never want to offend anyone. But his coach is Raphael, and um, he says while he largely trained on his own, he'd also consult with FaceTime, via FaceTime with his coach, Raphael, for support. And he took remote coaching in stride. And it said, for nine years, I have been preparing Nathan for independent work. I, I wasn't training him, but teaching him to train. That's good. No, I like that. Ra- Coach Raphael. Wow. Among his courses, fittingly, was Exploring the Nature of Genius, a study of exceptional talent taught by Craig Wright. He's a professor of music. Chen found the overlaps between his own experience and the subjects of the course intriguing, and he was inspired by Wright's clear passion for the topic, which also produced a best-selling book, The Hidden Habits of Genius. Wow, genius. Genius is really good. All right, let's talk about the Olympics. In this same article, they have a uh, part talking about this. It's entitled, The Eyes on Beijing 2022. And uh, it says, these days, Chen's world centers on preparing for the 2022 
Winter Games in Beijing. Quoted as saying, I'm basically in my house. And then I go to the rink and then I'm in my house. Then I go to the rink, he says. <laughs> That's nice. So that means we, I think we can expect some uh, silver or gold medals from Chen in 2022, which is another reason I want to support him. I want to talk about him and don't want to wait till the last minute to just cheer him on, you know, um, it was really interesting. It says, you know, while he stays dogged, focused on the present, he's looking forward to returning to New Haven in the fall of 2022 in the life of a student. Say, look at that. Look at that. That's what I'm talking about. That is, mm. and it says, and despite his achievements in skating, Chen manages to keep it all in perspective, quoted as saying, of course, I would love to be able to win the Olympics. But if that doesn't happen, it's not as though who I am is ultimately diminished. That is very important. This is a great article. I have to just shout out to uh, Yale News. This is this is really, really, really good. And it says, as a young skater approaching his first judge competition, Chen was suddenly stuck excuse me, struck with nerves. He didn't understand why the judges were there. He didn't even want to be scored. But his parents stepped in with some advice. Don't worry about it. They'll do their job. You do yours. Go on the ice. Do your thing. Get off the ice. They advised him. And he's been doing it ever since. Wow. I love this article and that's how it ended. I really, really am glad I saw this. I didn't read the entire article, but I read a lot of it because I wanted you all to know who this amazing man, Nathan Chen is, and he's going to be representing the United States during the Olympic uh, winter, winter Olympic Games in February 2022. So I want to see if we can um, just share, you know, I always like to find a person speaking in their own voice. Um, so, of course, I want to find something for you guys to listen to when uh, Nathan Chen is speaking. You know, as I mentioned, I wanted to find an interview that Nathan Chen did in 2021. So I found one on YouTube that said it's four months ago and it's um, hashtag ISU Skating Awards 2021. So, as I said, I always like to let you listen to athletes and people in their own words. So listen to this interview that Nathan Chen did. Nathan, thank you so much for making this possible. We know that you're a very busy man, so very much appreciate you making the time, especially since we have some catching up to do with you. The last time we saw you was when you were competing at the ISU World Team Trophy in Japan. So can you fill us in on how your off-season went and where you are right now heading into next season? Yeah, thank you for thank you for having me. Um, since World Team Trophy, I've basically back, been back in California, um, sort of relaxing, resting for the next season, um, as well as now I'm currently starting to uh, get in the section of the season where I'm starting to plan my new programs and, and choreograph my new short program and free program. Um, so that's all in the works right now. It hasn't. Neither of them are quite finished yet, but uh, they should be should be done quite soon. And uh, looking forward to being able to perform them next season. Well, I know everyone's looking forward to seeing them. And speaking of competition, I wanted to ask you, when I competed, I have to say I was a mess 
like 90% of the time. From the outside looking in, you don't seem to have that problem. Can you give us a little bit of an insight of what goes on in your mind, how you manage the stress under those high pressure competition moments? I mean, I definitely may not look like it, but I am very stressed during those moments. Um, but ultimately it comes down to, you know, sort of trusting my team and trusting the people around me and, um, you know, knowing that the work that everyone has helped me put in um, will, you know, ultimately get me to the goals that I want. And just having faith and trust in that and as well as, you know, just truly trying to enjoy myself as, be as best as I can out there, um, knowing that, you know, I'm not obviously going to be in the sport forever. So uh, the time that I'm in the sport, you know, I should really do the most to, to try to enjoy every moment that I have. Very wise words. It kind of makes me feel better to know that you got nervous too. <laughs> uh, we really appreciate hearing your insight. I know your fans do. And the audience for this year's show is a lot more involved too. We have some polls and quizzes on Twitter that they'll be able to interact with. So beforehand, we sent you a request. If you could come up with a question for our audience to test their Nathan Chen trivia knowledge. So were you able to come up with something? Absolutely. So here's my question. What instruments do I like to play? A, flute and bagpipe, B, violin and ukulele, or C, guitar and piano? All right, so it's up to you guys at home now. Head on over to Twitter and vote to see how well you know Nathan. Nathan, thanks so much for your time. We very much appreciate it, and best of luck for next season. Thank you. Appreciate that. That was a different kind of interview. But to keep things moving, I'll... Um, I found an article that was in The Guardian, and he was talking. I just want to read something he's quoted, and this is Nathan Chen, and they're talking about the Olympics. This was a article done in October. He's quoted as saying, I think having the realization that every competition is just a great opportunity for me to show the work that I've been putting in, as well as just know that I have a limited number of competitions in my life. And to really just take the most, excuse me, and to really just take the most, make the most out of each competition and try to enjoy myself the best that I can. I find that when I am able to adopt that mentality, I am able to skate a lot better and can enjoy it rather than worrying about what the outcome will be. That's his end quote. You know, and it says, as he picked up the pieces from the devastating setback at the 2018 Winter Olympics, Chen received a call from an unexpected supporter, tennis star Serena Williams. Quoted as saying, it was a huge thing for me. He said, she messaged, she mess, she messaged me after the last Olympics in 2018 when I didn't have the best skate just voicing her support for me. That was really, really impactful and meaningful to me. Since then, we've had very, very small nuggets of communication. She's an amazing athlete, an amazing role model, and now an amazing mom. I was really lucky to have the opportunity to have her reach out to me. That's what he's quoting. And it says, since then, Chen has dominated the circuit like few skaters in recent memory. He's won all 11 competitions he's entered, including three straight world championships, while expanding his repertoire to push the sport's outer excuse me, outer technical limits. The high-profile rivalry with Hanyun, oh, okay, who was somebody uh, to become the first men's skater to successfully defend an Olympic gold medal in 66 years. 
Okay, this is a Beijing, China thing. It says, even on the rare occasions when Chen was has stumbled, he wore back with... Wow, they're just talking about his just deliverance and everything. You know, and it says, as it reflects on the three-and-a-half-year high born from his competition rock bottom, Chen uh, marvels at what Simone Biles achieved this summer in highlighting mental health with her shocked decision to withdraw from the women's gymnastics team final and several individual um, apparatus finals. So, you know, he's quoted as saying, I think what Simone did at the last Olympics was extraordinary, extraordinarily inspirational and really just allow all athletes to feel like, hey, we are important as people, not just as athletes, he says. He goes on to say, and I think that it almost set the precedent to be like, I didn't even realize that I wasn't, excuse me, that, wait, excuse me, let me go back to the quote. I didn't even realize that was an option, what she decided to do. And I was like, he's quoting, wow, that actually makes me feel a lot better about who I am as an athlete too. Knowing that, you know, when it comes down to it, I can choose my destiny. He added, it gives all the athletes a sense of peace knowing that when the time comes, of course, we're there to do our jobs and that's what we dreamed about doing. But ultimately, it comes down to our own well-being as people. That's definitely something that she highlighted that I'll take. Everyone's dealing with something, whether or not people like to talk about it. Everyone is dealing with something. So I think having a ideal and Simone really gives all of us hope and comfort knowing that when she, ta excuse me, when the time comes, we just have to do what's best for us, whether that's competing or not competing. That's the athlete's call. Wow. That's, that's really, you know, I wanted to read that because I always like when athletes are supportive of each other and of all races as well. So I just wanted to read that last quote, and I am going to um, in this episode. But um, you guys got to in February, we got to support the Olympics. Now, from my understanding, if you've been listening to the news, there's some China USA um, little beef right now, and if I'm not mistaken, it's still going on where the United States President Biden won't have representatives there in Beijing. Unless the uh, Chinese uh, president or uh, I don't know, I don't want to get into that because I don't want to put a negative on it. But I want you guys to go and support not only Nathan, but all the athletes in the Winter Olympics. And so that's why today we are not doing Wonderful Women Wednesday. We are doing Winter Winner. We're going to claim Nathan Chen as a Winter Olympic winner, February 2022 in Beijing, China. And we are going to um, close up this episode. And on Friday, keeping with the Asian, uh, the, um, the Asian, mainly China theme, we are going to talk about a chef that I knew nothing about. I just happened to be watching one of the Food Network channels and saw him and my daughter knew who he was instantly and she was showing me uh some of his uh cakes and things he does on in uh social media period and they're like humongous so i thought it'd be cool to end uh, our fantastic fellows friday 
with this Asian chef that is just it's it's going to be a fun, fantastic fellas Friday on Friday. So, okay, guys, I hope you just learned a little bit about Nathan Chen and support him in the Winter Olympics, which is in February 2022. Well, guys, this will end this episode, and I hope that the information that you received is inspiring, uplifting, and informative. As I always say, follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A is in advocacy, capital L is in ladies. We are also now on Instagram, and forgive me because I'm still trying to learn Instagram, but we are, we are on Instagram also at Advocacy Ladies. And you can follow us on many of the podcast apps. We are on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, Alexa TuneIn, and of course, my hosting podcast company, Podbean. If you have any questions or subjects you want us to look into, give us a call. We're at 404-855-7723. Or you can send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com. And you know my favorite question is, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.